Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. It is Wednesday, June 15th, and we are looking ahead to Game 6 of the NBA Finals taking place on Thursday night. Warriors looking to close things out, taking a 3-2 lead into Boston. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, Dan Santaramita here with you on this episode of what could be our final Best on the Board episode of the 2021-22 NBA season. So I'm going to start right there, Brandon Funston. Is this before we get into any of the gambling stuff, just straight up, unless you want to bet a money line, is this the last best on the board episode that we do for the NBA season this year? Or are we looking to a game seven over the weekend? Game seven, baby. That's right. It's this is not the last one. Well, um, well, it might be our last one anyways, right? Are we gonna do one on are we gonna do one if we get to game seven? If we get a game seven, we'll we'll throw one okay. of these up there on Friday. We'll throw one of these into the feed. So be ready, Funston. <laughs> I know we're all ready to start a weekend already. It's Wednesday. I am right there with you. I'm ready to start a weekend. But if the Celtics do end up extending the series and giving us a game seven in the NBA Finals, then we will be back with a game seven episode of Best on the Board. Dan Santaramita, what say you? Are we back or is this the end? Uh, now I just want to sing because you said this is the end, but I'll, I'll spare the listeners. My, o- my only yeah. friend. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this is the, I don't know. It's a coin flip. I don't know. I'm sorry to be on the fence. <laughs> I got nothing cool. for you. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Spoken like a true GBN Spartan right there. Good answer, Dan Santa Ramita. Um, well, let's get into it, you guys. It's a little north north suburb Chicago yeah, humor. Like five people listening got uh, that at most. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's where uh, it's uh, where Ferris Bueller uh, went yeah, to school, though. Right. It's not actually named, but the school that Ferris Bueller's at and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right there, Dan San Ramita, yeah. same high school. How about that, John Hughes? We've got, got a celebrity on the show. <laughs> John Hughes didn't he use the same high school for everything? Yeah, exactly. Uh, same <laughs> group of high yeah. schools where Dan and I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. Not the exact same one for everyone, but the same group. Of, uh, of schools so yeah there you go jason nice. kipnis also george contos former major league baseball player got a uh, richard mendenhall john former nfl running back john shire current duke head coach <laughs> look at all that look at all that good stuff coming and then me and dan also, also <laughs> and, and then dan a drop off yeah <laughs> that's what you call just a, a teardrop bit, yeah <laughs> just a little bit of an athletic skill drop uh, from those guys but hey here we go Game six of the NBA Finals taking place on Thursday night. It's that same three and a half that we are basically assuming we're going to see the rest of the way. Celtics, though, now favored by three and a half with this series shifting to Boston. Two ten and a half is the total on this game. We were sort of talking about this, you guys, going into like the, the game five. Like, there's just there's nothing that I feel like all that confident in betting. I, my, my plays that I recommended on this show uh, on the game five episode did end up going one and two, uh, but I didn't even feel all that confident in the one that won. That was Marcus Smart getting over two and a half threes. He got three, and that's how I feel about this one. Also, honestly, the only thing I feel good about is under two ten and a half. It, it like with the, the way these teams play defense, we knew that was going to be a, a defensively focused series coming in here. And now we're talking about six games against one another in what like uh, eleven days, something like that. We've seen. Three games go comfortably under. Game one was ticketed for and under before Boston started hitting every single three that it took in the fourth quarter. I just think that two ten and a half, like odds makers can't really set it much lower than that. But that's the only thing that I feel good about betting in this game. So that's where I'm going to start us off. I say under two ten and a half for game six. Uh, Funston, I will go to you since you think that we are getting a game seven. Are you comfortable laying the three and a half on Boston? Uh, yes, I am. And, you know, they've won by, what, an average of 
14 points in their two wins. Um, notice in their two wins, they've also gone, gone comfortably over on the total uh, combined. So if I'm if I'm following the narrative that Boston's going to win this one, the way they've won the last two is by scoring a lot. Golden State scored 100 plus in every game this series, and um, so if Boston wins, Golden State probably gets their 100. It just means Boston has a really good offensive game again. So I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Boston to cover. And Boston's been here before. They were down three to two against Miami uh, or two to one against Miami. They were down three to two against, uh, against Milwaukee. So like they've been down, they've been in this position before kind of a must win to keep the series alive. I just feel like we're going to, we're going to ping pong back to, you know, Boston, even in the evening, this thing up and we're going to game seven it's over and they cover the three and a half. It's true. Three and zero in uh, elimination games, right? So far mm-hmm. in these playoffs are the Boston Celtics. Game seven against Miami. Game six and game seven against Milwaukee. Games that they uh, have come out of, obviously as the winner in all of them. And the Warriors have not faced an elimination game this series or this postseason. Maybe they won't. They certainly won't if they do close things out in game six. Dan, for you, anything on the total or side front that you want to get into? Well, I want to start by giving you some credit, Bellar, because I think you said it two or three games ago that the Warriors were in that hundred to hundred eight range, and it was Boston that seemed to, and that seemed to be the one that changed more, and that is held true, right? That has been even as Golden State has picked up ten point wins in the last two, the point total's been about the same. It's that Boston hasn't scored as much, so I think Funson's right. If you're thinking under, you like Golden State. If you think over, you like Boston. Boston's turnovers, right? That's the stat they keep showing it in the finals, right? When they have was it sixteen turnovers or something or whatever mm-hmm. the number is, they barely win. And if they don't, if they stay under that, they win most of the time. That says it perfectly because Boston's been so up and down, uh, and the shooting has been mostly pretty good. You know, I I kind of got on them and didn't give them a ton of credit for the game one shooting barrage, but I don't think they've had any particularly bad shooting games, at least from three point range. And yet, Golden State's up three to two. So I, I think I like the under. I've kind of leaned the under. I wish it was higher than 210. You know, I wish we had those couple points we were working with earlier in the series. But, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning. I said I was in the fence in the open. I think if you forced me to pick one, I would say Golden State in the <laughs> under. Uh, I probably won't bet mm-hmm. either one of those, though. These teams – these these teams they just they, they know each other so well at this point and you look at the way the last two games have gone and I'm not just talking the the 10 point victories for Golden State but I'm just talking about the, the way that the 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 scoring has unfolded we talked talk about very low scoring first halves talking about you know Boston being stuck in the 90s in both of those games Golden State being stuck in the low 100s in every game that we've had in this series and I think you take two teams with the DNA that these teams have six games against each other now or this will be the sixth game in what 13 days going back to June 2nd being god it's really spaced these yeah. out going back to June 2nd being game one of this series it's just like I, I find it hard to believe like Boston wins Golden State wins whatever I just find it hard to believe that we're suddenly getting like a 120 to 115 game in this series. I, like I just we're gonna see, see I think more of the same that we've seen for for the bulk of the series but that's just the thing we have seen We've seen adjustments all over the place, especially on the Golden State side. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about Draymond Green being really a drag and that we should get more Otto Porter. We saw that. We've seen Gary Payton become, you know, in the last couple games, a big part of the mix and the rotation. And I think the teams have made adjustments and that's changed some of the ways we've seen some of these games play out. And so, um, so I, I, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not just going to say that it's it, everything is die cast and, and this is the way it's going to be. I think there's adjustments that can be made that can, you know, especially on the Boston side, maybe they've seemed like the team that hasn't adjusted as much. You know, mm-hmm. Golden State seems like they've they've kind of tinkered a little bit along the way to their advantage, and maybe we'll see that from Boston this time around. And what is the, what is the adjustment for Boston? They shot 41% as a team in that Game Five loss. You go back to Game Four. I want to say it was a it was a not a horrible. What, what was it? Let's see. It was uh, oh yeah, no, 40% as a team in Game Four. Also, so you're looking at two straight games where they really haven't shot the ball well. You still really haven't had you know Jalen Brown for as much as I want to talk him up has not had a great offensive game really this entire series. Certainly not one that you point to. Not a singular sort of uh, performance. Jason Tatum been very inefficient. It, I, I just well, so here's, I, I wonder where they find the offense. The best game they played was a clear home game energy advantage, you know, when yeah, when, they, when they just blew them out on the boards. Jalen Brown and, you know, and Jason Tatum were making these great defensive plays. And that's where they could at this point with the home game, with the last gas effort and against an older team in Golden State, this could be where they could have their advantage again. It's just, you know, what was Let's bring it, you know, and that mm-hmm. that to me is a decided advantage for Boston. If they're if they're if they're both all going guns a blazing, Boston has more of a deeper energy tank. And they sort of are what they are, though, aren't they? I'm just saying, I, I don't <laughs> I don't put it out of the realm of possibility that we get another one of those games where Robert yeah. Robert Williams is a problem on the boards and yeah. and these guys. So are, it's not really an adjustment; they just play better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's Boston's adjustment is yeah, bring yeah, the energy and play better. Yeah, the things you talk about, like there there were personnel adjustments that Golden State had available to them. More Otto Porter, more Gary Payton. Boston is what it's forty minutes out of Tatum, Brown, and Smart. It's thirty out of Horford. Yeah, it's, I don't. You know, twenty five ish out of Williams and and uh, Robert Williams and Derek White, and, and that's sort of what they are. Yeah, it's not like we need more. Peyton Pritchard or something like that to, <laughs> to swing this thing. I, I just don't know. Yeah, you're right. But the, also, that's kind of speaks. Boston has kind of like a, a fairly set rotation. Uh, you know, Golden State's been tinkering all year long, and they've had guys available and unavailable. So I think they're still kind of they're still trying to figure figure that out. As weird as it is, as good as they've been, you know, they kind of they're kind of still. I don't think as quite as defined as Boston is. All right, guys, let's wrap things up here by looking into the prop market for Game 6. There's not, I, I, there's one thing I sort of like that I'm going to throw out there, but, I, I mean, I, I don't think we should be surprised by the fact that the prop market is just so sharp at this point of a, of a of the NBA season, of the NBA Finals, this being the sixth game in the series. Uh, there are, I'm not seeing any edges, really, in the prop market. So if you want to, like, have some action, if you want to believe this is a Jason Tatum game, you know, go for it. No one's going to stop you, and certainly that bet might come through for you. I just don't think there's any obvious edges, and you're seeing minuses on both sides of bets because of how sharp this market is. You're seeing a favored side of a bet come in at minus 105, or even in some cases minus minus 110 against a minus 115. And to me, that just makes almost every single prop that's available to us unbettable. And so I'm basically staying away uh, from the prop market in this one and putting all my eggs in the under basket. Dan, is there anything that you like here that you want to bring into the equation? Well, I jumped on the Curry bandwagon too late last game at th- when it was 30 and a half. It's back down to 28 and a half or minus 120 on the over. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the well. They can't keep them down two games in a row. I expect the role players like Jordan Poole has played much better at home, for example. I expect Curry to have to play a, a bigger role in a road game. Going back to the Curry over, it's the only thing I like in this game. I already have 
between uh, futures bets. I already have the Curry MVP at plus 200 and made after game three. I already mm-hmm. have the Warriors uh, minus a game and a half at plus 145, which is basically, I mean, the money line's plus 140. So I got like a barely better price for that than than just basically mm-hmm. picking Warriors money line. So I'm already, I already have a couple things on the line tonight. So I'm, I'm not going to need to add to that. I think Curry's over is enough for me at that point. Seeing it drop at 28 and a half is enough. Um, yeah, I like Marcus Smart at over 15 and a half points. He's been over in five of six, and not only has he been over in five of six, all five of those games were 18 or more. Uh, you know, you, you talked about it before, Beller, how he's putting up three-pointers with consistency. He's not a reluctant scorer at all. He's willing to shoot. He has the... Uh, you know, the, the ability to get to the basket against these guards for Golden State. So he's just been consistently over 15 and a half. It's not juiced up that much. It's at minus 120. Um, so I would continue to to hit on that. I Wiggins at seven and a half rebounds is interesting mm-hmm. for a guy who's averaged 14 and a half his last two games. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I would prefer to shop that around and see if I could actually see it go up and get better odds at like eight and a half because – Seven and a half, I think, is like at minus one forty. If I played that, I'd probably exactly. play it with. There's a couple Gary Payton it's props. Minus one fifty now. Yeah, oh, there's that. a couple Gary Payton props, like over a steal or over over a half a steal or over two and a half rebounds. I mean, he's playing enough and becoming a you know an athletic enough that like if he's getting twenty plus minutes, he's getting a steal. He's probably getting three rebounds. So. I think the play there is to take like the the Wiggins rebound number and like a Gary Payton over a half a steal and put them together in a, in a same game parlay and, and try to get yourself something close to plus odds or even odds. Fun system. We're on the exact same page because that's I had the same line of thinking the way that I am doing that because I love the Wiggins rebound prop, but I'm not I'm not paying minus one fifty for a number right. that I feel pretty good about him getting to. But his assists plus rebounds is. 10 and a half plus 105 and he's not gonna have very many assists if you if i'm making this bet which i am and you told me right now that i could get three assists i take it you know boom give me the three assists and i'll trust that he gets eight rebounds um more likely you're looking at two assists that's basically where he's been living this entire series but that gives you a way to basically right i'm like i'm like like rigging up a bet where really what i'm betting on is him getting to eight nine rebounds yeah and then i'm also getting the plus odds for it by taking the assist plus rebounds prop at ten and a half because that's really what i want to bet on here and again it's one of the few like if you scan through every single prop that you have there's and there's a lot there are a lot of player props almost every single player who gets any sort of minutes has a points prop a rebounds prop an assist prop a points plus rebounds a points plus assist and assist plus rebounds there are almost all minuses across the board and some of them are just flat out ridiculous Right, I'm not betting Jason Tatum to get one steal at minus 250. <laughs> it's just it's outrageous. There's there's some outrageous prices, and that's how the prop market unfortunately tends to work. And it's definitely how the prop market works in Game Six of a series when things are just sharpened down so so well. And so I find the I find this plus number one of the only ways that I can find an edge that I sort of feel good about and will give me a little bit of something to cheer for in this game. One thing I wanted to bring up, I forgot to check before the show. Did did last game? I, I know my my friends on on, on my text message uh, were you know joke uh, half jokingly you know throwing out the Andrew Wiggins MVP question mark. Like, <laughs> so did the Curry odds drop at all after uh, an zero for nine game from three pointers? Let's his, go ahead. His only threeless playoff game of his career. Um, um, have they dropped at all? Um, not only have they not dropped, they are minus 350. <laughs> okay. 
They were minus one forty. So does that sound right to you guys? Yeah, because it's we now talked before game five. So now it just, was somewhere right in there. If it wasn't one forty, it was one fifty or one sixty. You know, it was. But no matter the books are saying Steph Curry is the MVP if Golden State wins this series. I was going to say I'm sure well, he would have. I'm he sure have the to Golden go, like, State to win for it. Odds moves similarly. You know, yeah, minus four hundred. Yeah, if Steph goes zero for eleven with zero assists, zero <laughs> rebounds, seven turnovers, and Golden State wins on the back of like a thirty-five point night from Wiggins. That's it's how then maybe still goes to Curry in that scenario. I mean, it's <laughs> it's those good. first four games. <laughs> Don't rule out Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> Just for nostalgia's sake, yeah. Iguodala is firmly in the uh, Jason Hayward speech <laughs> rain delay speech role. I think <laughs> at this stage of the game, for what it's worth, Andrew Wiggins is at eight plus eighteen hundred. And then if you wanted to get in on the Celtics and you were looking for a way to juice their odds instead of just taking the plus 310, which really that's what I would do if you were still buying the Celtics, Jason Tatum's at plus 375, Jalen Brown's at plus 2,500, Marcus Smart plus 15,000 as the top three Celtics going right now. But even if you, I mean, obviously 25 to 1 would be fun on Jalen Brown, but if you really believed in the Celtics, I would just take the plus 310 for them to win game six, win game seven, and then you're good to go, regardless of who is the MVP. Still annoying that there's such a discrepancy between Tatum and Brown right now. Like, it's just, they should. I mean, it, that if if Boston's leading three two right now, they telling us that that's the difference right now. I mean, with what was Tatum shooting like thirty three percent or something in the series, something ridiculous. I, I mean, I don't get it, and it could flip so easily. I mean, if Jalen Brown goes out and has a you know thirty eight and four tonight something like that or Thursday night and they win like wouldn't that close the gap significantly you would think it would have to like it just it's just I, I guess that's that's more that's like a commentary on how the books view the writers betting on MVP yeah more than anything if Boston wins it'll be the MVP will be whoever was the you know the vital piece to these last two games right. last two games yeah, exactly. exactly exactly for sure like no one has dis- no one has separated themselves on Boston side in either of their yeah. two wins so yeah, it'll be it's really the best the best player going forward from this point if you think Boston. If Boston ends up winning, it's going to be whoever's best from this point forward. It's going to be, I don't know. I just hope we get a fun game again. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm really that's what I'm really hoping. I just want I want I want everyone to have fun. <laughs> I want the last Mo- possession to matter. matter. It's been yeah. a while since the last yeah. possessions mattered in a game. Yeah. Uh, not in this not series really at all, yeah, we, actually, yeah. Yeah, we haven't had it in this series at all. It's like a hand it's like one hand in the entire postseason. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, remember? I mean, we've had Celtics Nets game one. We thought that was going to be a great yeah, series. Celtics Nets game one. Yeah, <laughs> Joel Embiid had that buzzer beater against the Raptors. To think back to that, oh, that Minnesota Memphis <laughs> series. Oh Good times. man, yeah. yeah. God, that was that was so great, you guys. It was like in April. <laughs> That's crazy, <laughs> but man. Glorious times in the NBA playoffs. Game six coming our way on Thursday night. And indeed, if the Celtics do finish it off, Brandon Bunston, the weekend will be here. And so will we on Friday to talk about game seven of this NBA Finals. But that's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. For Bunston and Dan, I am Michael Beller. Thanks for listening. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.